Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 53. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their ways are vile. There is no one who does good. God looks down from heaven on all humankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Everyone is turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all these evildoers know nothing? They devour my people as though eating bread. They never call on God. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread, where there was nothing to dread. God scattered the bones of those who attacked you. You put them to shame, for God despised them. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7 through seven. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and, av- and as each is filled, put, one, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 10 through 17. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took with them, and they withdrew. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and, they, and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so we can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets full 
of broken pieces that were left over. Today's two stories of the widow's olive oil from 2 Kings and Jesus feeding the 5,000 from Luke 9, um, they share in common the um, this element of God giving and giving and giving. Uh, that when you think something's going to stop, uh, you, it keeps going. And there's also this, the, the story from uh, the book of Maccabees um, that uh, describes the oil that, light, that lit the temple that becomes the festival of lights uh, or Hanukkah for the Jewish faith. <clears throat> and I can't help but remind myself that we're in the season of Lent and fasting. <clears throat> and when we began the season, uh, the podcast episode uh, that began the season, I talked about sometimes you've got to give up on giving up on yourself. Um, that sometimes fasting actually may be taking upon yourself something that you should uh, take. And I use the example of people who have eating disorders. Maybe instead of refraining from chocolate, they should refrain from refraining from chocolate because they've lost sight of the good and the, the finitude of who and what and whose they are. And one of the difficulties of being a soldier, um, which is often carried into being a veteran, um, and I think is also common within pastoral uh, professionals and other helping professions like nurses and doctors and social workers, is that we forget sometimes that we're finite. We forget sometimes that the good doesn't come from us, but it comes from somewhere else. And our only job is to help pass it along. Um, that if we expect or want to keep giving of ourselves, we'll run out. And if we don't realize that we've run out, we'll eventually uh, have to give up. Our bodies, our minds, our souls will break, uh, whether that's burnout or suicide or something else. Um, <clears throat> We are not the ones uh, that produce and produce and produce without end. Uh, you know, we don't create miracles. All we do is observe them. The oil that continues to pour out of these jars for the, the woman whose sons are going to be taken into slavery and the thousands of people who are hungry, um, it's God that provides and it's God um, that is trusted upon to give and give and give. I think it was yesterday I talked about um, uh, what I think is a healthier understanding of strength um, and what it means for God to be strong um, is more about perseverance than it is about, you know, mobility or, or physical, you know, strength or something. I don't know. I don't think physical is the best operative word. Um, but we should read these stories if we're thinking about grunts and we're thinking about um, the humble and hardy people who are caught in the crosshairs of God and country, um, that that hardiness can be both a gift and a curse. We forget <clears throat> to recognize our own limitation, to recognize our own weakness, um, and we forget to give in to that weakness and allow others and allow God to give for us. 
Um, sometimes we convince ourselves that we have, there's no limit to what we can give. Um, and that's uh, a form of idolatry, that we make ourselves a kind of God when we forget that um, we aren't called on to produce this good or produce miracles. <clears throat> My throat is acting up, although I think this is also an important and fairly emotional topic. Um, so this morning, um, in the midst of Lent, we have another week and a half or two weeks, I think. Um, I encourage my listeners and, and really any Pew Pew people um, to consider the good, um, the goodness of being finite, the goodness of creating boundaries and giving up the things that we aren't called to give up, um, giving up the idea that there's no end to what um, we can do, because there is. There are things that we will not be able to do no matter how hard we try and will only hurt ourselves and hurt others if we continue and continue to try and we dig our own graves or we we create our own burnout um, because we don't appropriately and healthfully um, set parameters around which we're able to give. Rather, we should remember that it is only through God that we uh, are able to do good that <clears throat> anything that comes from and is therefore attributable to ourselves um, is really only something that's passing through, um, that we have to trust on God rather than ourselves to continue to make sure that the oil is poured or the, the loaves and fishes continue to multiply, that miracles are not our responsibility, that our responsibility is to worship God and to um, rest in our, our own human frailty and know that God will provide. A prayer for trust in God from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the source of all health, so fill our hearts with faith in your love that with calm expectancy we may make room for your power to possess us and gracefully accept your healing. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. 
three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.